The following content is rated nigga for explicitly black content. Start the show. You're white. You definitely have to have a nigga present. <laughs> you have to have your nigga advocate with you. You have to have your nigga representative in the area with you. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Forming a new religion. Um, it's it's a new it's a new branch of Christianity where we we recognize eleven commandments, <laughs> and the eleventh commandment is "nuck if you buck." <laughs> oh man, "nuck if thy buck." I mean, I mean. It, it's um, it, it's life affirming for me. It's true. Um, it's true. It is a mantra that I believe in, and I've always <laughs> believed in. And I built. I, I, I feel. I feel like I can. I can build an entire faith around just the eleventh commandment. Nuck if thy buck. <laughs> it's a way of life. Amen. <laughs> God damn it. May thou throweth bows <laughs> on these hoes. <laughs> That's air horns. That's air horns. Oh man. Uh it is episode 175. 175. Just staying alive. That's what I'm talking about. How's your week, D Randall? Ah, I was off all last week, so I'm oh, good. Oh, spring break. I'm, right. I'm good, you know. Um uh nothing of of note uh you know for for those of you who are into sports March Madness was you know it, it's it's maddening Oh yeah it is what right. it is fuck right. a bracket I I don't do brackets I just <sighs> I just enjoy watching um watching people upset that the the alma mater that they paid thousands of dollars to tens of thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to just got massacred I will say I was out at Kirby Ice House on Friday. Yes. Amongst people. Outside. Outside. It was really outside. Like, you know, they have a huge out, outdoor area. Mm-hmm. And it was broed up. Like, it was broed up. Oh, a bunch of, bunch of bros from LSU. Bunch of bros from U of H. And, uh, you know, the U of H bros were cool. The LSU bros were not. Oh, the LSU bros are always out of pocket. Yeah, they were out of pocket, and they were not. They were not happy with what transpired that day. But that, that um, ass whooping, oh, that, that ass got whooped. Well, you know, it's just fun, man. Just, uh, just chilling, just trying to, trying to figure out, you know, where I'm going to travel this summer. You know, taking, uh, 
you know, if anybody out there is listening, you know, let me know of any um, any good beach spots that you like to frequent. Agreed. Not named Tulum. <laughs> right, right. That's over. That's, Let's start there. That shit is over. And also not named Cabo. <laughs> That's definitely over. Let's continue there as well. I will take all your beach recommendations right now. Um, I don't know. I I I, I pretty much know where I'm going. Um, if I if I if I don't fuck this money off, um, that's always a possibility. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Are you are y'all okay? <laughs> Did y'all? I mean, y'all got y'all got long COVID. Y'all. I mean, I don't know who sent you here. I'll, that's what I'm trying to figure out, man. Like, are y'all okay? Like, like, do y'all need to call somebody? It's not too late. Yeah. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, the day ones, the last days. <laughs> Maybe you're sick of this shit. I feel like you, I feel like you're committed at this point. I feel like it's too late. Yeah. I feel like you're committed. I mean, 175 episodes in, we we go together. You it's know what I'm true. Saying? We go together. It's true. Don't they, let me catch you out here. You basically left your toothbrush here by mistake on purpose. Don't let me catch you out here with some of these punk ass podcasts. Yeah. Um, starved for attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, ripping off other podcasters of their of their terrible takes and their and, and their terrible horrible subject matter. Yeah. Um. Don't let me catch you out here, bro. Uh. <clears throat> um, I, I can say my week. Not only do I not give a fuck anymore at my job, no one else gives a fuck anymore either. I I was walking by and the old the old office where um, one of our former coworkers used to be that had the position has not been filled, so the office has been vacant. Yeah. I saw one of my coworkers pop out of the pop out of the office with the lights off suspiciously. And I looked around. I wasn't gonna I mean I wasn't gonna snitch on him. I was just like, you know, we good, we good? Yeah. I was like, what I was like, you must have been looking for some old paperwork. He goes, Nah, nigga. I was in there on an interview. It's the season. <laughs> His niggas decision. are really going. Niggas really getting on their AirPods and going and hiding in corners. Look at my job. I mean, and taking my, these little ten minute interview smoke breaks. At my job, people are people are straight straight up coming out of like little conference rooms with their laptops. You already know. There was, there was one dude. There was one dude I ran into a few weeks ago who was never on the second floor, and he was just like, "Oh, hey, what's up." <laughs> Coming out of coming out of one of those those little small conference rooms that you go in just like to make a quick call or something. Right. I was like, Yeah, I know what you're doing. He was like, What? What? I said, All right. He's like, Yeah. Two days later, he was like, Yeah, I just got an offer. Oh shit. Hey man, tis the season. Stack your paper. Stack thy paper. Cause Fellas, these women have not forgotten. Yeah. They, they have not forgotten the words of Card- of Cardigan Benjamin. Broke boys don't deserve no pussy. They have not forgotten. But 
some of them are most likely to pay for it. Also true. Um, so, and also, most of them are in fact still fucking broke boys. That is also true. So <laughs> let's having children by them. Oh, well, let's not go there. Ah, it's happening. We don't have to. We don't, we don't have to open up that Uh-oh. Pandora's box. As an alpha male, I nah, nah. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. Fear not. Girl. This is a one hundred percent black incel free podcast. Yes, it is. You know, and, and you know what? Because I have to embarrass them at least once a week. Let's go. These motherfuckers are silly. These motherfuckers are silly. You know the, the latest bullshit that they've that they have repackaged. And I don't even know what this podcast is called that's repackaged this and circled it around, the, the, circled the wagons with it again. They're like, it's just so sad because these women, oh man, these women, they got all these degrees, they got all this, they, they got all these accomplishments, and they say the only thing I'm missing is a man, but they don't realize that all those accomplishments make them unattractive and nobody wants you. No, nobody wants you. You, you, <laughs> correct. Like, uh, I, th- I think, I think, dudes have to really understand. Like, and, and niggas is really ten toes down on that shit, and it's good. Let them be that way, because at the same time, all these women with these with degrees and all these women who are accomplished in what they do, don't give a fuck about them. That's true. So that's the whole part of the equation that they're missing. It's not that they become less attractive. They just don't give a fuck about, about you. you. Correct. So be mad about that. Yeah. These things are, these things are weird. Um, <clears throat> these are the same niggas that wear, you know, skinny jeans at SAG um, and huddle around hookahs together. Also true. You know what I'm saying? Also true. There's a lot of niggas sharing hookahs in a pandemic. Women love that. Yeah. Women love your ill-fitting pants, sir. Um. Niggas love and and women love y'all sharing sharing hookahs during a pandemic. It's always the worst built nigga wearing niggas wearing them <laughs> raggedy ass pants too, man. Like dudes who never spent a second in the gym <laughs> just wear some of the most ill fitting shit. It's just it's embarrassing, y'all. Yeah, them pants are nasty. All y'all niggas built like Squidward. <laughs> Shit. Some of these hoes to accomplish for me. <laughs> y'all boring. Cause y'all don't dumb and do y'all ain't dumb and don't do the dumb shit I tell you to do. Oh man. <laughs> you know I actually had to laugh the other day and I, and I and I laughed out loud and I know they heard me. I was in Target the other day and, and, and this is a complete this is probably a complete tangent. But listening to um, two Target employees, a black man and a black woman. Oh shit! Um, they were they were stocking one of the aisles, and I just just overhearing their conversation. And the woman was saying, like, um, "Yeah, basically, I you know I, I work I I just work this job so that I can get out the house. Like my husband doesn't like me to work, and she's probably like she was fairly young. She was probably." late 20s early 30s and she was just like yeah my husband doesn't really like me to work but you know i gotta do something to get out the house so i, I just work here part-time mm. and the, the guy was like yeah i mean you know I, I feel him like you know if i'm a real man you know my, my woman ain't gotta work 
And then she and and, and I, I again I didn't stick around for too long, but she said. But then she said she said, okay, if, if she's not working, then what do you expect her to do? I mean, shit. If she my woman, she you know she just take care of the house. And I was like, wow, dude, you have boring aspirations for your woman. Correct. Also, those two having that conversation are fucking. Are fucking. It's possible. Uh, look, Target is another one of those jobs where I just assume everybody there is fucking. As a former Target employee, you are correct. <laughs> it is. A, it is a. It is a cesspool of shared penis and vagina. <laughs> And just, yeah, <laughs> it's a telly. It, was, it was, it was, it was surreal. Um, like it was so bad at the one that I worked at that I, I was scared away from like, I was like, oh, oh shit. y'all are really, y'all are really like that. Okay. Y'all, yeah, I, I just assume they all are just fucking fucking. They throw on the red and khakis and they forget that they have lives outside of, of target. It's like that, that their own little ecosystem. Oh yeah. It's. It's a lot of places like that. It's amazing. I I, I mean, there were. I, I remember working at the one I worked at. There were two women who fought over a dude that didn't want to fuck either one of them. <laughs> I saw that nigga first. Like it, it was, it was a fight over. I saw that nigga first, and, and that nigga ain't seen neither one of y'all and, yet. And his name was Mario. I remember Mario was oh, like, "Shit, shit man, horses of Mario." Shit, man, I don't even want any one of those, man. Shit. Oh, he said that? Yeah. He he said that. He fucked them both. He fucked them both. I'm I'm just telling you, the the nigga that acts like he don't care that women are fighting over him, I mean, he usually ends up fucking them both. He said he didn't. And usually dudes don't lie about not smashing. That's true, too. You're right. That's that's correct. Um, Big Mario. Uh, flowers, giving out flowers while you're here. Go to Zoe Kravitz. I just recently saw the Batman. Finally, finally. And there are, I do have things to say about the Batman. Um, but chief among them is Zoe Kravitz and all this intimate fucking whispering she does in the fucking movie. Yeah. Every word she says to Batman is literally within two inches of his mouth, whispering, man, longingly. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Tim, the people's critic, because he was one of the first ones that said it. If I'm Batman, ain't no crime being fought. None. In Gotham. None. None. Zoe Kravitz is just longingly just whispering with the porn eyes and with the porn eyes at me the whole fucking movie. Mm. We fucking mm. that's that's gonna be a whole different movie. I just know the the wrong dude with those uh with those uh fucking telescopic contacts, the wrong dude would have had the wrong idea. The whole wrong idea. You up? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Zoe Kravitz was bad in this whole movie, bro. She was, man. Oh man, that storyline on its own. I, I, I could get a, I, I could get a Catwoman. I could get like a Catwoman limited series. 
I, I, I think I think there's a you know like a, like a four or five episode. Let's go. I can get that. She yeah. can stop. She can stop wasting her time in those little HBO Max joints. What's the uh, one she's in Kiwi or whatever the hell the blue hair? Oh yeah, shit? yeah, the Kiwi. No, don't do that. Do the Catwoman joint. Do the Catwoman. Look, they did. They did Peacemaker. They did. Let me tell you something. If we could get the if we could get the performance of John Cena's career, hey, out of Peacemaker. <laughs> God damn it! You know we could get four or five episodes of Zoe Kravitz making porn eyes at everybody and whispering and shit. They're supposedly doing a Penguin series. Oh my god! Colin Farrell killed it. Colin, you know Colin Farrell does one good thing in his career, <laughs> and he gonna milk that shit till the cows come home. Hey, I have to get off of Colin Farrell. They kind of got on my ass on social media about this. I've always been convinced that Colin Farrell is either bad in things or in bad things. Sometimes, sometimes both simultaneously. Um, you know, I have not forgotten SWAT and Alexander. You should have. Alexander the Great has frosted tips. You should have. Alexander the Great has frosted tips and is consistently negging Rosario Dawson. What the fuck? Um... Even at some point, even Anthony Hopkins doesn't understand why this movie is still going, and he's the fucking narrator. You know, I haven't forgotten shit like that. I haven't forgotten shit like Phone Booth. You know, but they got on my ass and was like, so you just like like Minority Report didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Minority Report was kind of hard. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was hard. I, I'll give it to you. It was hard. Bad. Um, you know, you know, you're just gonna act like you're just gonna act like seven psychopaths didn't happen. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't going out of my way to watch seven psychopaths. Um, you're just gonna act like in bruises. Every time I talk about Colin Farrell, y'all want to pull in bruises out of your ass. You already, you've already named like more Colin Farrell movies than I've actually seen. And don't none of that shit make up for True Detective season two. Y'all forgot about that shit, didn't you? There are just some white boys where, like, if they're in the movie, I, it's a sign to me that the movie's not going to be good. Colin Farrell is one of them. Taylor Kitsch is another one. Wow. Sorry. Army Hammer, too. Damn. Social Network is the one good thing Army Hammer's done with his career. It wasn't because of him. It was not because of him at all. Like anybody but David Fincher directs that movie, it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you put you put Andrew Garfield and Justin Timberlake in in the same movie together, and that was and that was that wasn't an act of God that that was good. I'm just saying. Anyway, shout out to Zoe Kravitz. Um, let me tell you something. It's a weird. It's weird being a millennial of my age because. I definitely grew up lusting after Lisa Bonet. And I am definitely a grown man lusting after Lisa Bonet's daughter. Who, by the way, age appropriate. Yeah, I was gonna say this is kind of that 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 unique situation where if, if you draw a Venn diagram, we're in that unique epicenter where both are age appropriate. Right, right. There's it's not problematic at all. Um but yeah, it's it, it yeah it's a it's a weird little zone to be in. Still, Team Lisa Bonet though. Yeah, man. Yeah, especially you know Jason Momoa moved back in. I mean, 
I mean, he was going to. We're both talking about two women that none of us will ever, ever, even smell, ever. So, ever, never be within, never be within hundred yards. Um, humans ain't shit. Humans ain't shit's gonna be short and simple, y'all. It's time to let the Megan The Stallion conspiracy theories die. It's time. It was always time, but y'all really gotta shut the fuck up. People are still doing that, fam. The new one, and this is stupid. The new one, <laughs> as if I had to preface that. Yeah. The new one, it, it's like apparently some famous people have unfollowed Megan Thee Stallion on Instagram. Okay. Like Cardi B has unfollowed. I don't know. Somebody else has unfollowed. But supposedly, and then they do this, it was like, well, Megan Thee Stallion has, Rihanna has also dropped Megan Thee Stallion from Savage Fenty, which is not true. Megan's contract was up. She didn't get dropped. Her contract was up. That's all. Not a lot of these people, like a lot of these fashion rollouts are seasonal. It's not a lot of people. It's not like it's not like Mark Wahlberg, who was just selling Cal, Calvin Klein draws for all they were worth during during the nineties. Who is the loser that sits around and 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 keeps up with what famous person stops following what famous person? I have been trying to figure this out for the longest. Like you have to have the least ambition in life to even give a shit about that. But you know what? At the same time, somehow it's selling. It, it's it's selling clicks. Because yeah, people make whole clickbaity ass articles out of it. I I can't figure it out for the life of me. Somebody one of these days I really want to investigate how that works. How it came to your attention that these people weren't following those people or that these people started following those people. I think it would be a waste of your time. Yeah. It would be a waste of your time. I mean there 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 are applications that will show you what you know it's like hey let me let me spend you know let me spend an hour writing about how so and so stopped following so and so what could it mean comment below like click and subscribe and all that to say oh so and so stopped un- started un- unfollowed Megan Thee Stallion uh, Megan Thee Stallion got dropped from Savage Fenty um, and and, uh, and they were like the industry knows something. Okay, what the fuck are y'all talking about? They know the Tory Lane shot her in both feet. <laughs> yeah, they know that. <laughs> they know that. Apparently, he doesn't know that. <laughs> so, so many people. Anyway, all I'm saying is, y'all reaching. Yes, and we have allowed y'all to reach because it was mildly entertaining telling y'all how stupid y'all are. It's not funny anymore. It's actually it's corny. It's actually very corny. And Megan doesn't seem very worried about y'all at all anymore. Like, it, 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 I mean, she gets she gets online and talks her shit every once in a while, but she doesn't seem terribly worried about y'all. Her bank account definitely ain't. She ain't worried about you. Hoes. I'm just saying, she does not give a fuck. About you. Nor should she. Ever. If I look like Megan the Stallion. You would look weird. I would. 
<laughs> I ran into that one. It's fair. Uh, um, because it would be very awkward to be if you to walk up and be like, "Damn, eyes." <laughs> That ass though, <laughs> <laughs> and then you would be listening to the last episode of Opinions While Black. Big ass titties. <laughs> okay, well, let's not let's not go there. I just need the excuse. It's cool. Um, it's corny at this point, y'all. It really is. I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I always talk about the black incels and this, that, and the third. This shit is stupid, and. I really want someone to explain to me because the Megan the Stallion hate it's not new in terms of women rappers but it's strange in a way that I I don't understand niggas obsession with constantly finding imperfections about her it's like this weird mass negging. Uh, you know, we, we people have a tendency to break people down, especially people who are who are seen as desirable or strongly, you know, strongly favored by a large group of people like, you know, the Beyonce haters of yesteryear, right. self-included. And, you know, everybody knows that Megan is fine. So there's a sub, there's a subset of people who are like, let me figure out a way to tear her down. And it's those same incel niggas that get that seem to get off on acting unimpressed with black women. Yes. And I don't know how no one has informed them yet that that doesn't make you more desirable. Correct. So I, I you know what? On second thought, don't tell them. Mm-mm. Don't tell them. Let them let them keep thinking this stupid shit is working. Yeah. I, I won't tell if you won't. Yeah, you know what? It's decided. Mum's the word. We're just gonna let them keep keep getting this stupid shit off. Be mad. We'll give them a shut the fuck up once in a while, just just to keep them going, just to just to you know, so they're not so they're not thrown off the trail. Yep. But you know what? Keep letting them think this shit's cute, and keep letting and keep letting them just sit at home beating that dry dick. Wow, it's not ready for that visual. I <laughs> let's go. I mean, it's the one song of the week, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all want from me, man? You sound so disgusted, man. <laughs> These Damn, are the, song of the week. These things are the worst. <laughs> Man, honestly, we don't even, they don't even deserve me uh, throwing on some slow shit. Um, but it is that time of year. As a matter of fact, if you're in Houston, you're probably listening to this in the middle of a storm. Mm. <laughs> so it is quiet storm time. And this is around, it, it is coming up on that time of year when it just, when it just rains for three days straight. Let's go. On any given week, and then probably by the end of May, all that, all those, all that cumulative rain, at about the end of May, Houston just turns into Atlantis overnight. One night, yeah, love it. So several, several of y'all are going to be trying to get each other pregnant, and if you're going to try to get each other pregnant, 
I advise that you do it correctly. Mm. Some of this good music. With someone that's not ugly. Oh. With, uh, preferably with someone attractive. I, I would hope. Um, no more ugly babies. Some of y'all got them. Yeah, no shit. Just don't want to admit it. <laughs> it's all good, though. Um, I'm going to play... Do I want to go that way? No, I don't want to go that way. No, I'm. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna make it even slower for y'all. I'm gonna make the process easy. Here we go. This is Kenyon Dixon featuring Tiffany Ghosh. Mm-hmm. The song is called "Love on Replay." Mm. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good podcast tonight. Okay. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Yeah. Let's go.
was Kenyon Dixon whoa there with love on replay smooth little bop yeah that I'm just, look that's some good quiet storm music that's some quiet storm shit fam I be trying to give y'all the keys to the kingdom <laughs> with the with with this playlist fodder all you have to do is go to Apple the Apple, the, 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 we're on Apple, right? Oh, yeah. The, the playlist. Absolutely. Go to Apple. Go to Spotify. Type in opinions while black featured music. Mm. And you will find bops mm. as far as the eye can see. Yes. it it There is at least 10 hours of music at yes. this point. There's like 10 hours. Um, Plenty to choose from. Slow jams. Up tempo, international, little even a little reggae thrown in there. Mm. Not enough for my usual liking, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on that a little bit. Um, old school, new school, whatever you need, whatever you need, bro. We got you. You want to put on a little slow jam? You want to put on one of these little slow some slow jam bops? Let's go. Get to get to know get to know the new chick. Let's do it. Had a building session over at your, over at your crib. Mm. Just scroll down. Just scroll down through the through the playlist. That's all you gotta do. Pick six or seven good bops. Hit shuffle and hit or just hit shuffle. Just hit shuffle. I no cherry picking on my part. I can cop to you know what I'm gonna say. I've copped to. I've definitely gotten laid off of the spot off of this, off of this playlist. Definitely. Okay. It just it just created a vibe, and we all. David Santiago, he actually shouted us out. Mm. Um, happy to be the wingman. Okay. Glad you know. Shout out to yeah, Dave. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Quit asking them difficult ass questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what's going on in the rundown. Oh. Uh, start off with some happy news. It has now been a year. 365 days, a little more than a year, actually. Um, since Derek Jackson has been exposed uh, as a piece of shit. Oh, happy day. I'm going to go ahead and give that the air horns. Oh, happy day. If that doesn't matter to anyone else but me, so be it. This is my platform. I was going to ask if you had like an alert set off a year at the year anniversary. Like, So I was looking, I was on Facebook and they always show you what you wrote a year before. Mm-hmm. And last year I was jumping, dancing, praise dancing for joy, crump dancing, because Derek Jackson 
have been exposed as exactly the double dealing, talking out of the side of his fucking neck. Let's go. Cheating, lying piece of shit that I said he was. Love it. And and folks tried to come down on me for the longest. Why do he hate this man? Why do he hate this man? He's just trying to uplift. He's trying to uplift the black woman. He's trying to uplift the black woman onto that counter. Bang the bottom out. That's all he's trying to do. Mm. Have you heard from Derek Jackson lately? No. He's probably stuck in the car. He's still in the car. He's still in the car begging that chick to bring his to to bring his uh illegitimate child down so he can see his so he can meet his legless father. Yeah. That was borderline ableist. He's not, Derek Jackson isn't really legless. He just likes that car. I mean, have you ever seen his legs? I haven't actually. Mm. So we don't know what he is. Mm. Either way, it's been a year since the fall of Derek Jackson. And I want to feel like life is better, but we still have so many other fuck niggas to bring down. <laughs> I, I just, I don't want us to ever get, I don't want us to ever forget that there's still work to be done. I mean, it's like Hydra. You you, you got rid of Derek Jackson and fresh and fit. <laughs> yeah, dude, have risen in his place. Yeah. <laughs> You know they're they're much more powerful than he ever was. <laughs> much more powerful, much worse hairlines. <laughs> I, I think it's the one. I think it's fresh. Who middle light skinned niggas gotta gotta really have a a hard conversation about what haircut fits them. You said middle light skin. Middle light skin. <laughs> mid light skin. I didn't realize it was a classification. The, the, the mid light skin niggas slightly above paper bag, fam. They you slightly above paper bag. They they always get them whack. It's always the whack no pussy getting ones from high school that get that same whack even all over. Mm. Um, that's way too low. Yeah. Uh, so the so basically the top of your head looks like a five o'clock shadow. Let's go. Yeah. No, I I don't, I don't fuck with it. So anybody that has that haircut is always immediately suspect to me. And they always want to get some shit off talking about, well, I'm not really black. I'm I'm one-tenth Su- uh, Sudanese or some shit. I'm Afro-Latino. It's some bullshit. <laughs> um, Bro, you were the first stop on the way here. Right. See, you. this, this is why we got to get these motherfuckers out of the paint. Boop, 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 boop. Kevin Samuels, I mean, it's only a matter of time. He's going to play himself out. I already see it. Yep. He he thinks he's gonna make it to TV and all. No, he's not gonna make it. Um, I just don't want y'all to forget. There's still work to be done. Still plenty of fuck niggas. We got to get the fuck up out of here. And it all starts with you just listening to yourself. Just listen to yourself. Listen to yourself and make the best judgment humanly possible. Any judgment because any judgment you make for yourself is better than anything niggas who who. Actively name themselves fresh and fit could possibly tell you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Two of the worst names. Ever. 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 The name is stupid. 
What grown What grown niggas are talking about Yo you heard Fresh and Fit last night No Anyway Fuck all of them All of them Why does Colin Kaepernick still want to play football That's I mean I, I guess I guess he just He can't get it out of his system um, Cause you know he's been posting IGs every now and then Where He want everybody to know he's still in shape and to his credit, he is. Yeah, I, you know, real talk, and this this is unfortunate, I, and I hate even saying this, but um, back in 2016 or whenever it was that he was, you know, he was taking his stand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he knew at the time that it could come at great risk to his to his career, and I mean, I, for the record, I, I stand by what he did, and I, I still feel like he made the right decision in all those areas, and. You know he should be, you know he, he should be applauded for it. Of course, um, but also this is what you sacrificed. You you know you've you stood in the face of an organization that was doing wrong, and you know we don't know what the set the terms of the settlement were, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in there they were like, well, you can't come back here, right. Um, you know, and I, and I know that it's it's difficult for athletes to get that out of their system, and I'm not saying that he should never play football again. I'm just saying that you know he he made a choice, he made the right choice, and unfortunately, the consequence of that is the organization that you that you called out is not going to ever have you back. Uh, and. And the other side of that is when you when basically you devoted yourself in your time to showing us the ugly side of the NFL, mm-hmm. which we it's kind of that's kind of, that cats out of the bag kind of now and for always. Yeah, you going back to it is not the best optics, right? And don't get me wrong, there's some teams that are hungry. For a quarterback. Mm. And should take you on. And we would probably watch you. And that's the other part of this. We can't talk too much shit. Because we watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like if it's so bad. Never mind why I'm still playing. Why are you motherfuckers watching it? Let's go. Uh, so just, just to turn the ain't shit light. Back on to us. Um. But I also think, in all seriousness, black people, African-Americans have a very complicated relationship with the country that many of us were born in. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and we have a complicated relationship. And it's one of those things where there's this unspoken contract of we know some things are bullshit and this country is mad fucked up. <clears throat> but despite all the despite all the the bougie blacks and they and them talking about being ex and talking about just being expatriates, mm-hmm. a lot of us wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. A lot of us wouldn't want to go anywhere else. And a lot of us are would be questioning whether or not we flourish anywhere else. Because we've been conditioned to navigate and survive here. 
Yep. Which is a unique experience. Having said that, I feel like Colin Kaepernick's relationship with the NFL is is an interesting microcosm of what it is like to be black in America. It's some th- it's some th- it's some L's you just take yep. to get by. It should not be that way. Should not. But there are some L's you just take in the interest of getting by and in the interest of the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is Colin Kaepernick's pursuit of happiness. I don't know. Who's to say? We'll see. I mean, more power to him. I, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even think he's serious. A hundred percent. I think he just, every now and then wants to remind us and hammer the point home. I'm still out here, bro. I'm still out here. I'm still in shape. Ain't nobody out here fucking with me. I wonder why. Yeah. Although you don't need to remind us, you need to remind them. Um What else is going on? Um oh, as long as we're still on sports, I had not originally have this in the rundown, but uh Deshaun Watson. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. Dot man, Deshaun Watson has been uh has been proven not guilty, not proven. I won't say proven not guilty. Yeah. He's been declared not guilty. In a criminal trial. In a criminal trial of consisting of like, what, 20-something rape accusations? Like 15 or 20. Um, Sexual misconduct allegations. So he's still. So he's going to go back. And so he's going to get back to work and he's going to go play. Probably in Cleveland. Most likely in Cleveland. Uh, the civil suit is still out there, though. Also true. I, but I feel like those on their own, once the the hype, the hype of that first not guilty happens, mm. I feel like a lot of times those kind of just quietly. Now there, there's going to be some type of probably some type of settlement at the very least. At, at the very least, the NFL will be incentivized to to penalize him somehow. He'll he'll probably be suspended for a few games. Um, but we'll see. We shall see. We'll see. I mean, he is he is not. In the same league as Colin Kaepernick in terms Dude. of, um, you know, the level of support that <laughs> I may be willing to offer him. Right. But, you know. We'll see. Also, it means that I'm probably not watching the Texans at all again this season. Ah, I want to see what Lovey Smith does with it. <clears throat> I want to see what Lovey Smith does, man. Um, I'm interested. I am. I am. I want to see. I want to see how their system holds up with a black with, with a black coach. Yeah. I want to see what parts of the, what parts of their system survive and what parts of their system he says uh, we can do without that shit. Because the team's gonna look different. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Lovey Smith in action in some time. I'm interested to see. Um. I'm interested to see what. The Texans look like with a nigga in charge. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I will probably I, I I can't promise I'll be actively watching. I'll keep my eye on it. Um. Oh, uh, Bomani Jones. Um, hey, hey. The not not quite Stephen Stephen A. Smith uh, has an HBO show. 
game uh, game theory game theory yes yeah. I'm I gotta tell you it, he's off to a good start you know it, it was it was it was a, it was a first episode you know usually yeah. usually people when they have new shows they it takes them about three episodes to get warmed up so I have to kind of get used to you know he has a for for me I'm used to I'm used to listening to him like in podcast form or, or in radio right. form so there's a certain there's a certain dryness that he has that I that I can appreciate, um, and it, it kind of carried over into uh, into the show. But by the by the time he got to the end of the the interview with Stephen A. Smith, and he was like, "Yo, Stephen, you know, I got you here, man. You know, and I got to ask you, man." Which one of us is going to be, man? Because there's a lot of forehead happening right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but Monty, your, your, your hairline does start at, like, the crown of your head. And, uh, you know, for all, and, and the whole time I'm watching the interview, I'm like, man, we talk a lot of shit about Stephen A's hairline. But I've never seen Bamani with hair before. I, like, I've always seen him with his head shaved. So, right. I was like, so I was like, why now? To be fair. We talk a lot of shit about Stephen A. Smith, and we will continue to talk a lot of shit about Stephen A. Smith. Um, but Monty Jones gets a lot of passes from me mm-hmm. because he makes sense. Yeah. Even when I don't agree with him, he makes sense. And game theory was a very good representation of that. Yeah. Um, like the Desha- like the Deshaun Watson thing. He was very he was he was right. He was getting his shit off. It was like, you know. It is weird how fast everyone stopped talking about the case. Yeah. And it, and I'll go even further to ask, were we ever really talking about the case? Didn't it seem like it always pivoted back to, so is he ever going to play again? Yeah. And it always pivoted back to that. And... It seemed like it was never about the victims. We don't know any of the victims' names. Nope. We don't know who was representing the victims. And then from a legal standpoint, I guess we shouldn't. I mean, if, in any other, if Gloria Allred had jumped on had jumped on a similar ship, and this was somebody else, mm-hmm. we'd be all on, oh, Gloria Allred, there she go, yep. back on her bullshit. Yeah, you know, but. A lot of that got kind of swept under the rug. And a lot of this case did. And people were talking about, like, and maybe I was one of them. People were talking about, man, the Texans were conspiring to throw Deshaun Watson under the bus in the in the court of public opinion. They didn't do a very good job if that was the case, which I don't think it was in retrospect. If, that was, if they were, they weren't doing a good job. Yeah. And Bomani Jones really highlighted that. Now, the thing that threw me off was that because it is a first episode and you want to try some shit, they have to decide what kind of show this is going to be in regards to are we getting a lit black ass black ass version of real sports with Brian Gumble, or are we getting sketch comedy? Because it did veer into the land of sketch comedy, yeah. a couple of times, and it was a, it was a little off putting. Well, this was definitely the black version of uh, real sports with Brian Gumble. 
Um, but, you know, the, the HBO formula is for these shows to be variety shows. So it's very rare that right. you see anyone that's just like straight talk on there. Even even Bill Maher has segments, you know. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's very married to those. And John Oliver is the same. You know, John Oliver has segments. So HBO's, you know, MO has been we're going to give you the main course. But with the exception of Brian Gumbel, because he's boring. <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you some entertainment. Like the 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 scene the 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 scene with him um saying that he'd give a hundred dollars if you can guess which of these is, is an actual racist oh act committed by the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, that was entertaining. I thought it was funny. And that that okay. was funny. And you gotta admit the Coach K Museum Oh God was an entertaining sketch. Everything he had to say about Coach K in the Coach K Museum <laughs> Was the funniest shit for people that don't know, and this isn't a huge spoiler. You're gonna want to watch the show anyway. Coach K, the the famous Duke head coach, is one of the winningest coaches in college basketball history. But it's always been tinged in a little bit of white excellence. Yeah, because Coach K is very much. Gene Hackman and Hoosiers almost. Mm-hmm. Or any of these, or and I've talked about this before, any of these white coaches, because there are black people that play for Duke, of course. But the focus seems to always be on the on the white guy leading the other white guys to victory yep. against notoriously popular black schools and black teams. And it, I always compare it to Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. I always, I say this all the time. Friday Night Lights is one of the most egregious, and it's one of my favorite movies, but I didn't realize until manhood, is one of the most egregious examples of white excellence, even though they lost the game. Yeah. They did everything. They literally vocally characterized Dallas Carter, the black team that they were facing, as big, Dirty, physically superior <laughs> cheats. Mm. There was a scene. Have you watched Friday Night Lights? Uh, yeah, the the movie. I watched the movie. I haven't watched the series. There was a liter- There was literally a scene in Friday Night Lights where uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Shout out to Ollie Larder. Right. Wait, you're talking about Varsity Blues? Oh, okay. That's Varsity Blues. I'm in the wrong movie then. <laughs> yeah, because that was Allie Lauder and Chris Evans. But I have seen Friday Night Lights. That was Allie Lauder and James Vanderbeek. All white dudes look alike. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Which one had Michael B. Jordan in it? Friday Night Lights, the television show. Look, stop making TV shows and movies about football. Derek Luke was in the movie. I've seen it. So now I've exposed myself. I've forgotten everything about it, but I've seen the damn movie. Sorry. Well, okay. So there was a. God damn it! I just called myself out. And and that I is what it. people appreciate about this podcast. We do that all the time. There was a scene where just exposed my ignorance. The whites, the where Billy Bob Thornton from the white school, mm-hmm. um, has a meeting with the coach. Uh, has a meeting with the coach and the 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 division heads um, from Dallas Carter. Yeah, and they meet at a neutral site to talk about 
where the where the the big game is going to be played and all that shit. The niggas come off of the plane from Dallas Carter, literally dressed like the Nation of Islam. <laughs> And they all have their hands clasped. They all have their hands clasped like like uh, like Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. yeah, and they're all going well. I remember that scene. How many of these referees? Well, well, since these referees, how many stripe? How many black stripes do the do the referees have as opposed to the white stripes? And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Billy Bob Thornton really just sat sat here with and outsmarted basically the Division One Nation of Islam. Get the fuck! <laughs> what? Let's go. <laughs> and then had a had a had a nigga referee who looked the other way, who who was literally looking the other way during a, during a, a huge call. And they say, did you see? Did you see him have? Did you see him take possession of the football? He goes, Yeah, I saw it. Oh, touchdown for the black guys! And all of that to say, and, and for all of that, for us to still go look at Billy Bob Thornton and them and still go clear eyes, clear eyes, open hearts, don't lose, and all that shit. And they did them dirty. Pushed old when when they when they lost the game, pushed old boy's head down. A, a a yard away from the end zone to just seal it in that he lost. Oh man, they do this all the time. Coach, I call it Coach K syndrome. That might be the name of today's podcast, Coach K syndrome. That's fine. I mean, I actually cut for Coach K though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, Duke has won me some money. I'm I'm willing to admit that Duke has won me some money. Yeah, <laughs> off of their blatant white excellence. Now notice I said cut for Coach K. Yeah, fuck with Coach K. I don't give a fuck about Duke. I mean, at the this record point, label or the crew. I mean, at this point, fuck Duke. At this point, like somebody because some of these dynasties are coming to an end, and some of these dynasties should be coming to an end. Yes, and some of these bullshit. Some of these bullshit white programs should be coming to an end. Having said that, I need Alabama, I need Bama to hang on just a little longer. I need to win some vacation money. Roll Tide, goddammit. Um, all that to say, I am very. I'm looking forward to ben, to Bamani Jones and his next uh, episode. Yeah, because this shit has been pretty good so far. He has gone there a couple <clears throat> of times. Um, and he's even said he was like, "Look, HBO's legal team is sitting right behind those cameras, <laughs> ready to wave me off from yeah. some shit." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him doing one more thing that Stephen A. Smith isn't doing. Stephen A. Smith swears he's hard. Come he, on. Talking about y'all think y'all can talk to me. Like I thought I thought, you know, Stephen A was gonna say something like, I got hands. He was like, I know people. Like he basically said the equivalent of like Wait. I know people. Important people. Get the f- man, fuck you know. off. Oh, God, I hate that guy. I appreciated the fact that he admitted that he's loud for no reason. He did. He did. He did. 
or that, or that shit where he some certain famous famous ball player said, "I don't like you," and he said, "I don't like your bitch ass either." Yeah, right, right. Fuck off, right. Get okay. the fuck. First of all, I always I always give these niggas a lot of credit. These young these young niggas that are very smart with their money. There are just as many that ain't got no fucking sense and will slap it will slap your hairline back ten more inches and not give a fuck about it. We're in a general man. These niggas is these niggas is fucking uh, what's her name? Not Aaron Andrews. Not Aaron Andrews. Oh, uh, uh, the, 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 the one that that. Yeah, that the uh, Paul Pierce is lit. Rachel Nichols. Yeah, yeah. They just out here flagrantly fucking Rachel Nichols in the quarantine zone. Mm. They don't give a fuck about slapping the shit out of you. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I know. Allegedly. allegedly, God damn. I don't keep up with who sleeps with whomst. I don't, and I don't have a legal team to wave me off from saying none of this shit. Um. <laughs> Can't imagine why we haven't gotten a deal. Yeah, y'all out here, y'all out here, flagrantly fucking Rachel Nichols. Thanks, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith don't give a he don't give a fuck about slapping the shit out of you. Slap that hairline back ten inches, and go back to fucking Rachel Nichols. Big ass titties. Yikes! <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith got some nerve. He really, he he really set that interview up to make him seem like just the man. Yeah. Fuck off! Oh, I hate that guy. Um, I will say, I recently uh, we haven't talked a lot about um, music releases in a while. Um, currently listening to the new Lucky Day album. I did not know he had one, fam. Uh, just dropped been out for a week or two I think it came out in that week we were off hmm. okay solid 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 album and, and 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 anybody that's kept up with lucky day was not it was there was no doubt lucky day was gonna have a good album um i I will say that there was some there there was some doubt as to whether or not this was this is going to catch, mm-hmm. there was because Lucky Day has definitely as good as his music is. I feel like he has been downplayed, um, as far as this generation of young R and B cats coming up mm-hmm. of uh, young singers. Um, but Lucky Day has been holding it down, and I have not heard I have not heard a release. Of a single that did not slap Yet I have yet to hear of one That did not slap Um And this This album is all I have to say Mainly slaps Um I've listened to it quite a few times Like my I mean my big releases and You know we have not talked about it as much As we should have on air Um Lucky Days that got an album full and a, and a good strong, not that long, but longer than these usual albums, full of slaps. Um, on top of that, Scotty Spitting. 
Mm. I have to talk about P uh, uh, P eight hundred again. Yes, P eight hundred is some serious shit. Speaking uh, of the sun, for you for you rapidly rap niggas. If you listen to this podcast, and I'm not just saying this because it was produced uh, by Radio Galaxy, uh, which is a which is a uh, an ill mannered media. Um, it's the rappers I know. A rappers I know. You know what I'm saying? Production. A rappers I know production situation. Um, and I'm not just saying this because the mind behind rappers I know, uh, one of the minds, is sitting right across from me. I got the passwords. The rap, the rapidly rap niggas should genuinely. It, it, niggas can't talk to me about MF Doom. They can because I love it. I love them. Rest in peace, MF Doom. <laughs> niggas can't talk to me about that kind about that kind of witty lyricism mm-hmm. and not talk to me about Scotty Spitting. Yep, yep. P eight hundred, um, album EP, call it what you will. Project. This shit is amazing. Especially if you are like me, or an Arnold nigga, yeah, or an Arnold Schwarzenegger in the eighties nigga. Um, D. Randall played this for me. He played the first. He played one of the first joints for me mm. before it released. Mm. When I heard them effortlessly loop samples of the Running Man. Into the music Tell him Tell him Scotty Spitton knows his audience Scotty Spitton knows his <laughs> audience And he's a child And you know He's a child of The 80s Yeah You know I was born in the 80s He's a little older than me He lived through the 80s And He taps into That there's a lot of facets to him where he taps into the rapidy rap, you know, the lyrical miracle shit. Mm-hmm. He taps into the nerdiness of children of the eighties, and he ta- and he taps into and understands pop culture. Yep. This is what Houston. This is what Houston hip hop sounds like right now. And I, we're going to end up really elaborating um, with D. Randall. I want to set this up. We're going to end up elaborating with D. Randall, maybe down the road, even with Scotty Spitting himself. Um, well, spoiler alert. Um, last week, we actually filmed uh, a set of video interviews where he goes into uh, what we discussed with him and, and, and his brother Midas about the production and the creation of the project along with a lot of the things that you just touched upon. So that should be appearing on YouTube and, and related sources, uh, I think, next week. Let's go. We're on top of it. Let's go. Already. Rappers I know is letting y'all ass have it for the spring. We outside again. We're outside. And rappers I know want y'all to know. Lots Outside of, has begun. Lots of good music coming up. I've gotten a preview of a lot of good stuff. And I'm not just saying that because I've been behind the curtain with it. I'm legitimately happy about it, what's on the horizon. Is Radio Galaxy coming? It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
There you had there you fucking have it. We just gotta do a couple videos and then we'll be ready. And they got video. God damn it. We outside. This is the nigga I'm learning from, basically. <laughs> Uh, the man of a thousand projects. You know, it, it, whenever you say, How's your week been? That's usually how my That's week usually been. how the week has been. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't talk about my podcast stuff yet, but. Mm. Um, uh oh. Well, I mean, I can. I've, I've been, I've been uh, recording and producing uh, for um, Play No Games podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and hit me with the air horns. They just added, uh, who you know, uh, those of you that listen that have been keeping up uh, will know that they just added, that Lauren just added Ariel, the broke socialite, uh, who many of you fans will remember from certain episodes. Um, go ahead, hit, hit Ariel with the air horns. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday, Ariel. Wow. Her birthday was uh, Saturday. Let's go. Happy birthday, Ariel. Um um, I, I know you had a good time. I know she's still coming down from her good time. Um, mm. many happy returns. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to prove that you're a secret that you're a secret stripper. <laughs> I've been to her house, fam. No, that's not a teacher's house. Oh, that's I, not because I, I what you're saying because I have to record over there. That's not a teacher's house. I see what you're saying. That's not, man. She she lived with the white people. Oh, like she lives among the white folks. Like that's that's a white folks apartment. Hmm. They got like eight eighteen different gates before you can get in and shit. Is it problematic for me to say that she's probably stripping? Well, I just said it, so probably okay. not. Okay. <laughs> Until she can prove me different. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've asked her on this podcast. I think she was non-committal in her answer. She was very non-committal in her answer. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. She's going to kill me for this. Um, but shit happens. Um, I will say, I did not realize Alex Isley and Jack Dine, they got a project coming. Really? Like, soon. Oh. Like... Let me see. Today is the 21st. I had it up. Um, and you know, they 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 dropped. We played. The, oh, we played the single from, from them recently. Love Again. Yeah. Um, I'm a, when is, let me see when that comes. Alex Isley release date. Alex Isley release date. Let's go. Um... <clears throat> Alex Isley and Jack Dine to release debut album Marigold this month. Mm. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't. You weren't on top of it. Don't choke on me now. Don't. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no, Internet. Don't choke on me now. Uh-oh. This month, March 30th. Damn. Alex Isley is coming March 30th. Oh, Could yeah. not be happier about that shit. Talking about the uh, the album, the the album looks like a. Oh they, they, no, they don't give us a track list yet. Oh, we do have a track list. Nine songs, one of which featuring Robert Glasper. Hmm. Let's go, let's go. 
Oh, might have to have a listening party on Patreon. Oh man, I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, way too excited. I get way too excited about Alex Isley. Um, I think that's a good place to go ahead and take a break. Um, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery momentarily. Um, after no words from any sponsors, because who the who who the fuck is handing us money for this shit? <laughs> um, you are listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. We are opinionated. Yes, love. And it is Monday night. We're actually doing this sober, and that is fine. Um, sometimes you got to just... Well, this isn't really a cleanse because I don't really give that much of a fuck. <laughs> I'm I, I'm just not in the mood to drink tonight. I could, I, I might want to work out tonight. It's a Monday. Yeah, man, it is a Monday. You damn right. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Yeah, boy. So I'm not gonna do too much prefacing. I am just going to say that this is a human being from Plano, Texas, before the Plano City Council. As a matter of fact, let me cue this up. From the Plano, before the Plano City Council, anybody that, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do all the talking after. I'm just going to let you hear this shit. Because this is the entirety of white people must be stopped, and you will you are about to understand why. I'm the proof when I'm in a booth, spitting on the mic. It's anti-vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is a bad racist. Put him in the ground, white or brown. And I'm in Plano Town. And you know you just got found. I'm a pimp. On a blimp, unless a stake is trapped. No, you can't stop my shine. I'm number 99. And you know I grind and shine. And you know I do it all the time. One more time, I'm teaching class. This is your whole path. Zelensky is a VIP. Ukraine, and I go insane. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. You know that is the plan. Zelensky stand. I love you, Vladimir Zelensky. You are so smart. What's the smell? Did somebody fire? No way. What can you say? Fascinate me straight or gay. I love you and I love to rhyme and grind all the time. And you got that sanitizer. And you know I got that Pfizer. You know I stick it in my vein. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. Do it for the Ukraine before I go insane. Let me antibacterial my body at the party. Sipping Bacardi. You know the flow. And I am a pimp because I am on a blimp. Eat lots of steak and shrimp. One more time, I'm 99. And you know I grind and shine. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir okay, needs man. to die. Okay, man. I'm the truth. Stop. <laughs> Stop. 
I, I, I hadn't, I had never listened to that much of it. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it more, man. I could, I could, I, I couldn't take it, man. Yo, <laughs> I, I, I can't, man. So that is some guy named Alex Stein. Um, he describes himself as a co- conspiracy comedian. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What? I I I can't, man. Why? And this is how you know <clears throat> that when it's white adjacent countries going at it. That's how you know white people are flailing. I, I white I, people are flailing right now. I I don't know what like. I don't know what to say, man. And <laughs> and maybe this just appealed to me because I'm one of those viral video people who loves when batshit crazy people get up in front of city hall. And just act a complete fucking asshole. And the whole city council just has to sit there and eat that L. And listen to that shit. And give him That man has the floor. Give that man his minutes. Also, if you've ever wondered why we say fuck Dallas. Plano is a suburb of, of Dallas. Um, that should give you a good sense right now. They're not... The whites are not bringing their best people. The whites are not bringing their best people. Um, that is the best bad song I've ever heard in my life. I, you know. Let him in, pull it in to die. Don't that- encourage him. <laughs> White people, this is how I know white people are fucking flailing. And but also again, the beauty of city council and the beauty of living in America is that you get to say your piece for however long the minutes are. Mm-hmm. I used to watch the show on C-SPAN all the time. And people just get to get up there and act a whole fucking ass. And everybody just have to sit there with a straight face. So and just go. Thank you for your time. If if we have about two minutes, I want to send you um, another clip okay. from the same city council. Okay, I think this one took place the very next day. Oh shit! I I have not sent this to you before. Oh shit! And you're going to listen to it for the first time. This is a white dude in a do rag and a black wife beater. I'm just I'm just setting it up that way. Oh boy. Oz has not seen this before. I have not seen this before. I'm going to my You're not gonna listen to the whole thing. I, I'm I'm not gonna put you through that. Oh, I'm certain I'm not. Same city council. Oh is, is it, <laughs> do I have to refresh? Okay, maybe I'm I think I have to refresh. You sent this to me IG? Uh, no, I, I sent it to you via text, but it, it was oh. it's from IG. Oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, I sent it via text. Yeah, no it's, problem. It's uh, 
my inbox, man, my my text inbox. I, I I might. It's time to upgrade this phone. It survives the pandemic. It's time for an iPhone. No, <laughs> no. Let, on, let's man. not get crazy. Come on, man. You gotta get. You gotta have the blue boxes, man. <laughs> you gotta have the blue boxes. You still in that green shit? You know. And and on the green, the green bubbles, I will remain. I mean, oh shit! Yeah, here it is. Good. My, my time start now. All right, bet. So what up? My name Brian. I'm white though, and uh, man, y'all look cozy in here, man. I need a job up in here because y'all look like you don't do nothing all day. I'm trying to vibe with y'all and stuff. But uh, yeah, can y'all smoke weed with the city council? Because I'm trying to get on this. If I could smoke weed, I was trying to join up in the military and stuff for World War III, but I had got kicked out of the debt program with the army because I had failed the drug test. So we need to do something about that because I'm trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I've been like working out. I wake up and do push-ups in the morning and stuff. I do like 50 push-ups and stuff. And I've been like getting buff. But yeah, uh, what I was going to say was I did vote for Biden. So I get, and I, I've been getting a lot of hate from people and stuff. But you know what I'm saying? The reason I did was because... He said I ain't gonna be black if I don't vote for him, so I had to stay in that realm. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to vote for Joe Biden. But uh, I got this little poem here I wrote, cause y'all be getting me messed up on this child support stuff. Cause I got kids, I had to show Dallas too, and I'm on house arrest. Y'all see the ankle? I'm on house arrest. Yeah, kids too. I got all this child support to pay. I can't do nothing too. I've been trying to explain this. You know what I'm saying? I've been getting lawyers and all this stuff out here, but they ain't doing nothing for me. All these kids, it's my wallet, you feel? It's my wallet. Okay, that's that's, that's all. Imagine that. Imagine so, how much child support that is. I can't even fam, Just know that at least a minute ago, a black person would have been tased in the middle of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> this man... what Y'all... White people are not bringing their best people. <laughs> not they don't have any left. They don't. <laughs> White people got it fucked up, dog. First of all, whoever put Jamie Kennedy up to this shit, <laughs> I want them to stop. We are in the late stages of white decline. <laughs> this is. This is literally what happens when you have no natural predators. My goodness, this man. This man idolizes Chet Hanks. This there's a there's everything wrong here. I guarantee under that wave cap he's a ginger. Yikes! This is what happens when y'all. This is what happens when y'all leave Ron Weasley unsupervised. I appreciate the fact that he said my name Brian. I'm white though, sir. That was the first thing that was I nice about you. I was say that no one had that in question. No. <laughs> this is a podcast. No one had that in question. Y'all some weird motherfuckers. White people are weird, boy. I, I, I they, they gotta, they gotta be stopped. I, absolutely. I don't know how. No natural predators. We have to. We still have to put them to an end. We have to stop them. Because this is, this is out of pocket. This man just pulled out a. a this man just pulled out a wallet and unfolded like sixteen <laughs> pictures of what looks like a rainbow coalition of children. These are all black. And these are some black ass kids. Look at that. These are black ass kids. What the fuck? I, I've I've seen it. I, unfortunately, this, I've seen it. Yeah. 
all them kids black. Again, y'all, with Dallas. Dallas and affiliated uh, subsidiaries of it. Stop fucking the white mic in your community. What? Thank you. Stop fucking the white mic in Thank your community. You. Just every white man that knows all the, that knows all the lyrics to "To Pimp a Butterfly" don't have to get the dick. Stop letting white boys think they're down, fam. This ain't right. This ain't right. You know what? You know what? As a matter of fact, it, as, as as a as a moment of history in down ass white boy in down ass white boys in cinema, I just learned today that uh, remember Grand Torino, yeah, Clint Eastwood being Pete Clint Eastwood. I was gonna say being Pete Clint Eastwood. Pete, get off my lawn. Clint, Clint remember Eastwood. the white boy that was like, "Oh man, what's up, bro?" He was like, "Man, what is all this bro shit?" Yeah, that was Scott Eastwood. Wow, that was Scott Eastwood. Who, who, uh, who? Ironically enough, is the whitest white boy ever in the history of white white that boys. Man cooned out his own son. <laughs> Damn, Clint really does hate black people. Let me go, man. Let me go back and I swear that was Scott Eastwood. And Scott Eastwood again, good looking enough to make the good looking white boy money. With his with his brethren like Army Hammer and um, fucking uh, Henry Cavill and them, <clears throat> fam, whitest white boy in human history. Mm. Let's say Gran Torino, putting it in Scott Eastwood. I know I'm not crazy. Yeah, he was in this shit. Yeah, of course his name was Trey. All down ass white boys are usually are usually either named White Mike or Trey. Wow, Trey with a Y too. I don't. I, I never understand that either. Or Gary Owens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone else you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to a or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can figure out um, ways to listen to us, more information about Houston's most savage podcast, or ways to buy merch. merch. We will be right back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we're doing it sober. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing it sober. Um, this is how designer feels. He just blurts out random. He sounds. just says stuff. He thinks it's compelling. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he's cold for Martin. He's basically cold for Martin. You know what? On a, before we get into the listener letter segment, 
I know some of y'all are out there. Some of you content creators are out there angling to get picked up, like because you know the whole thing with Bel Air with, with the the Bel Air reboot or retooling or whatever the fuck y'all are calling it. Because I got a couple of bars for that. Um, they can't. I just saw a thing where they did a where they did a, a trailer for a mock show. You're gonna love this, Tommy and Pam. Tommy and Pam. Sorry, and it's all about Tommy and Pam trying to trying to fall in love, and then Cole turns into a stalker, and the shit gets too serious. Fam, we don't have to powerfy everything. Well, we don't. We don't have to powerfy every fucking thing. I have an idea that I'm going to share with you after the show. Oh shit! Yeah, because it's 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 an idea that uh, me and a partner of mine came up with this weekend. And uh, trust me, you're gonna be like, oh shit, because <laughs> in case because some of y'all have asked if I've been keeping up with Bel Air, I kept up with Bel Air for like the first five episodes. Oh, you made it that far? Okay. I have tapped out. I'm tapping out. <laughs> the reason I'm tapping out is because y'all spoiled some shit for me. Mm. Y'all spoiled the big drama between Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv that apparently Aunt Viv, I don't give a fuck about spoiling it. Aunt Viv is getting back into her her art phase from college. That she had to put to the side for Uncle Phil's political aspirations. Mm. And now that she's back into the art world, she is reunited with a with an ex-lover who, of course, is played by Michael Ely. No, thank uh, you. Default light skin dude number two. No, facts. No, thank you. No, thank you. Because I know what's going to happen next. The shit going to get the shit going to get too intense. He's not going to want to break up. He's going to start stalking her, and Secret Agent Jeffrey is going to have to kill her. Yeah, is going to have to kill him. Secret Agent Jeffrey is going to show up and make him disappear. Shout out to not Jesse Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a fucking where is Jesse? <laughs> fucking, I know where he is. He's fucking, or he could just be enjoying life. You know, Jesse fucking somewhere. I'm telling you, you. Know, they they both better watch out because uh, the boy Kendrick is coming up. <laughs> Kendrick <laughs> Sampson, <laughs> he is on the way up. In you know, it? he's on his way up. Boys out here. Posing naked on the beach on Instagram, what? Like, I like he's he's he is like his his true ultimate light skin form is coming out. <laughs> now that he's not working, man, come on! Oh he man, about to, he about to green eye you to death, <laughs> man. I'm 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 not having it with the Bel Air. I'm not having it. I did not sign up for power the teenage years. I'm not doing it. I I can't. The, everything ain't got to be power. 
And I, I know a bunch of people go, oh, well, you, well, oh, you just, why can't you just get into the new thing? And why everything got to be the old thing? And well, everything ain't got to be the old thing. Everything also ain't got to be power. True that. I didn't ask for that. I didn't sign up for that. And now you and and now y'all got this little mock thing because you know the Fresh Prince came from a little mock commercial that he came up with years ago. Yeah. Um, and they said let's run that. Um, we're not doing Martin like that. Yeah, Martin ain't got time for that. Will you know? Will can't turn down an opportunity to be an attention whore. <laughs> Martin is chilling being Marty Mar. Exactly. Um. So yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. Um, having said that, it is time for your listener letters. Hey, hey, hey! We do love hearing from uh, you people. <gasps> I ought to get that sound. Huh. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you, you people? people? Huh? <laughs> I love that shit. Um, X the Maestro wants to know. If you could put together a concert lineup consisting of an opener, two middle acts, and headliners, who would you choose? Who would you want to host the show? Ooh, we. We talking past, present, future? What I mean, what do we I I I think sky's the limit, bro. Yeah, man. Y'all be coming with these. All right, we said we said a, a opener. What's what's the criteria? Okay, a concert lineup consisting of an opener, mm-hmm. two middle acts, and a headliner. Um, First of all, that's an expensive ticket. It's an expensive ticket. Um, this ticket's getting high. Opener Beyonce. Opener Beyonce? Opener Beyonce. Oh, shit. Two middle acts. Prince and Santana. Oh, shit. Michael Jackson headlining. Let's go. You ain't even high as fucking. I like it. Hosted by the uh, host part is tough. That's that's the tough one. That's the one because who who can bring the motherfuckers like that out? Samuel L. Jackson. God, <laughs> let's go. Get hype in this motherfucker. <laughs> Just Samuel L. Jackson just cursed niggas out all night. Just hollering. Did you see Beyonce? <laughs> Motherfucker, did you see Beyonce? Yeah. yeah, man. With Marvin Gaye on the side stage with Teddy Pendergrass. I mean, let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. I just go all the way. I mean, if we talking about just blow your head, bucket list concerts. Let's go. See, I wasn't even aiming that big. <laughs> Mine sounds mine sounds puny in a bitch. Nah, go for it. Um, opener, you know what? And it would because I, I wanted because I would want my shit to escalate. Mm-hmm. 
opener, I would put maybe it's just because I'm in the, I'm in that mode right now. Scotty spitting. Oh, some 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 rapidy rap. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a mix, but I wanted but I wanted to be people who would who they would also listen to. Gotcha. While listening to the headliner. Gotcha. So I wanted to be in the same lane. Middle acts. Radio Galaxy mm. and the Foreign Exchange. So far, you're describing something that's very possible. Fonte and Nicolet return. Uh oh. Return to touring. That's a big deal. Okay. So you're giving we're giving people that are in the same lane. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Maybe, maybe they combine and do something. All very possible. Jam session like. Headliner. And again, I'm just in this lane right now. Alex Isley. Wow. That's a fucking show. And honestly, you could, and honestly, could easily swap Alex Isley out if you wanted for Jasmine Sullivan. Try to book this show and still get a hard ass show. <laughs> Let me try to book this show, man. I don't know that. Uh, so they added, they either added or re or rescheduled the Houston dates, the the Texas dates for Jasmine Sullivan. Mm-hmm. That's a tough ticket. Well, she she had COVID or something, right? Yeah, yeah. something like that. I mean, Alex Isley can be. You know, she's probably available. Alex Isley's probably available. She, I think she'd like to come to Texas again. Um, she was at the whiskey festival. Um, uh, Mr. Goodbar was there. Uh, very excited. And shout out to Mr. Goodbar. I fam, Marcus Black is one of the only people I know who is as hype and Alex Isley fan as I am. Mm-hmm. He was hype as fuck there. I'm happy for him. Yes. Um, Alex Isley would be a good head. Would be a good headliner for me. Jasmine Sullivan would be a good headliner for me. Uh, Ari Lennox would be a good headliner for me. All of which could possibly do some, uh, could possibly collaborate on stage. I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, that's that's my concert. That's the kind of concert that I would be at. Your concert, I would be at, but. Also would also audience wise would be way too fucking hype for me. Got to do it once. Coming, you know, outside is opening, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a concert worth catching COVID for. That's true. Yes, you're correct. You're correct. Uh, Burn DJ Burn on also on Instagram says, uh, once everything is said and done, it's the last curtain call. With this thing we call life, what is one thing you want to have accomplished in your life before exiting the stage? Got to win an Oscar. Oh, shit. Got to win. It's happening. I don't even care what it's for. 
Damn. It could be for craft services. Let's go. <laughs> Just want an Oscar, man. Your shit is always so lofty. Hey, lofty, you just got to believe in yourself, my brother. That's true, too. Believe in yourself. Um, crunching the hell out that ice, too. I am, man. I love, <laughs> bro, I am so sorry. Y'all did not come to hear me crunching on fucking ice. Your blood iron, I love. Low? I love ice. I do. I, <laughs> I love fast food ice. Like, like, like um. It, 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 they'll tell you I'll pour my fast food ice If I get something I will pour that shit Into my water bottle Cause I'm so Proud of my water bottle It'll keep that shit Icy and cold For like two days uh, Niggas take their water Very seriously uh, Having said that um, Thing I want to do Before I leave this life Right now And the lane I'm in, I would want an art gallery. I would want to do an art gallery exhibition. Let's go. But a big art gallery exhibition opening. Mm. I mean, this would be favorite scenes from comic books I've written. Mm-hmm. Uh, photography. Poetry. This would be all kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so I would want this to be a huge art gallery opening. Um, Craig Lindsay would be there uh, Reviewing my shit All on IG Live mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Definitely have uh, Maybe maybe DJ Byrne come out of retirement DJ the event Oh it'll be an event Like it'd be a It'd be a, a gallery opening Into a party Into an after party Nice. It would be reckless rock and roll. Bring back like the Andy Warhol days and shit. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers just going from talking shit to doing cocaine to fucking in the bathroom stall. I didn't say I would be doing the cocaine. I will not be doing the cocaine. Someone will. Someone will. I'm just saying. I'll stick to my finger quotes. Other things. Someone will, um, but yeah, I, I, at this point, I would want to do like I've I've never had a big opening or a big release event for my content mm-hmm. in person, and I would love to do that. Um, and just have people show up for your boy. Let's go. Um, so not quite winning an Oscar, but. You know, maybe a posthumous one. I don't know, Posthum- some kind of posthumous award. No matter if you, hey, it doesn't count if you ain't there to get it. I'm talking about giving people flowers while they're here. I want my flowers. That's true, you're right. You're right. I agree. I don't want no in memoriam shit. That's, yeah, because then, because then the argument is always going to be you only got it because you died. Yeah, because they because they tried. You know what? They tried to play Heath Ledger bad like that. That the only reason Dark Knight was even in the running was because Heath Ledger died. They tried to play him hard. And Dark Knight is easily, to this day, one of the hardest movies of the genre. One of. But we may have to do a Patreon episode where, you know, 
I, I present a compelling case that the new Batman might, might finish that sentence. You're on. <laughs> You're on. It's it, it, it's going in the book. I'm writing it down. Uh, David Santiago Damn. thought we were going to get away. Uh, if you could travel to the 80s to be front row and have backstage access for one concert, who would you go see? Who would be the least likely to get me addicted to drugs? <laughs> You're talking about the 80s, right? 80s. Knowing what I know now, Prince. Prince, like straight up. It would have been Michael Jackson, but I just feel like Mike would be weird backstage. <laughs> you know, at least Prince, you know, you're probably getting some waffles and pancakes, some grapes or something while you're back there. And, if, you know, if Prince is half the shit talker that people make him out to be, it might be entertaining. You, we have the same answer. Yes, yeah. Prince, absolutely, without question, and 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 honestly, like maximum, maximum male eroticism, Prince too. Like, I want the concert where Prince is is shirtless and sweating on stage. I do. Okay, not for any like personal like. You talking about in terms Sexual. of like in terms of like his effort, right? Yeah. In okay. terms of like the intensity. Okay, I always because I always love that about Prince is that he brought that what people would consider traditionally white rock star aspect mm-hmm. to the stage for niggas, and it was hard. Like that motherfucker left it all on the fucking stage. Yeah, in just some tight ass pants. No shirt and a headband, and just and just killing the guitar every note. Just, just soaked his perm every night. Damn, yes, I want to have been there for that. Just wore through all his spritz. I like I like like I wanted to break the guitar, and a piece hit me in the head. Dog. Like I'm like, <laughs> that's like that is the and for me that is the soul of what the '80s was like. Yeah. Like eighties, like when people talk about what rock and roll was, and the white boys always talk about how it ain't like it used to be. That's what they're talking about because it was such a wild card. You know, so I don't know if you know this story. There was a guy who had. There was a guy who some white people found living under a bridge or some shit, and he convinced them that he was uh, I want to say Peter Chris from Kiss. Okay. Whichever one was the star child uh, that he convinced himself that he convinced them that he was a member of Kiss and he allowed and, and they allowed him to stay with them while he got back on his feet for like a few months. Interesting. Convincing them that he was in fact a member of KISS. I don't know how he did that. I don't know if he sings like a member of KISS. I don't know if he plays instruments. But that was the essence of rock and roll. A motherfucker could just convince you he was somebody. Because there was no social media. Mm -hmm. Sure, we'll take him in. 
That's batshit crazy. And I, that's the part of the 80s. That's one of the parts of the 80s that I will always be fascinated with. Is the, just the wild cardness of it. Yep. But at the same time, it's still just, it's still being kind of like fun. You know, shit like that, tur- shit like that turns into an episode of My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Now. I'm sure there's an episode of my favorite. Yes, y'all. I'm a murderino. Yes, I, I listen. <laughs> um, go to going to Twitter. Who would be your favorite guest to have on the pod that have not appeared yet? Oh, this is fun because there's a few. I'll let you go first. I gotta okay. Think about it. Um. Hmm. There's a few. I. That's why I've been hesitant to call her on the phone. Danny, formerly of Click the Comments, um, our 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 former sister podcast. Mm-hmm. Having Danny back on the show because that was a pretty good episode that we don't talk enough about when she came on. And I know it said that have not been on yet, but it's been long enough that I feel like that counts. Danny uh, in 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 two thousand twenty twenty two on opinions while black would be batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, have not had uh, shout. Actually, uh, I talked to him last night at the poetry show. Shout out to my man, Outspoken Bean. I have not had anybody from my poetry days, from my spoken word days on the show. And there's a good reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know what stories there are out there about me because I was so drunk during all of it. Um... I would look. You know what? One of our one of my favorite listeners, uh, Deborah, another one, Kanji Sin. Yes, we have got to have her on the fucking podcast. Yeah. we have to. Like when we start, we, like, outside when outside gets outside outside, and we re, and we get and we get more comfortable with that. <clears throat> Kanji got to come on. She's crazy. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I mean, I love her with all my heart. She got to come on because I because she got some stories for your ass, and she's funny. And we got to hold it down for the LGBT community because I don't feel like guest wise we've done that enough justice. So we got to have her. And also, this, this is just an out an outlandish one that I know won't happen. Um, we have to have Weezy on the podcast. Hmm. I just, of course, just because, because me, because I'm not shy about it. Yeah, I'm not shy about it. She fine as she fine as hell. She fine as hell. She don't really, she, she ain't really fucking with me, but I just want to see her up close again. I mean, she smells stupid good. Okay. That's a creepy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I was, really hey, you say as long as you admit it. <laughs> That's a creepy thing to say, but it, it it was true. 
I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with your answers. I mean, those, those are all good answers. It, it, it was. It was kind of tough for me because I'm like, who? But that, those are all good answers. Um. Yeah, we, we. I mean, we have a pretty good circle of people. I would. I would add. Um, the gentleman who refers to himself as Night Shift Flexing, um, because I don't think we've ever had a white person on the show. We have never had a white person on this podcast. Yeah. Ever. Good old A.A. Ron. He gifted us with um, with whiskey once. Oh, so. that black that, 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 that black label? Yeah. Ooh. That, yeah, that was hitting. He'd be, he'd be a fun person to have on here. So He actually asked to be on here, and I keep, you know, I keep, um, you know, shouting down his whiteness. And, Man, bring him. And discriminating against him. Bring him. We we we. I feel like we've done our civic duty till we've made a white person uncomfortable. Okay, he's probably going to bring copious amounts of alcohol. Good, good. This uh, the, nothing here sounds like a downside so far. He's Irish, Irish. So bring it. Bring it. I I got started. You heard it. <laughs> I got started on Irish whiskey. I'm not afraid. Me, Oz, not afraid. His people survived the potato famine. I don't know, man. <laughs> Shout out to the potato famine. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, okay, that's a pretty good one. Uh, <laughs> wow, I thought do we do we, actually we should we should actually invite him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That would actually be fun. Absolutely. They they're in that they're in that upper echelon and Anthony, and Anthony probably is too. Because I I know Anthony still listens to this. Yeah, uh, he 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 gifted us with a website. Yeah. Um, Anthony should definitely come on the podcast at some point. I could definitely make all my white mic jokes with him. Yes, yes, nice, nice. Um, I like what we're saying. Um, and some of this is probably going to come true sooner than later. Oh, it could it that could de- definitely happen. Um, yeah, we got yeah set that up. Um. Uh, so yeah thank you thank you everybody thank you guys for your listener letters y'all know what to do opinionswildblack at gmail.com opinionswildblack.com you can find us on all our social medias um, to ask us varying questions uh, I think Gustavo asked me who I would like to see as a bad guy in the next uh, Batman movie all my all the bad guys I actually like are kind of ridiculous or kind of don't work without setting up at least the Joker. And I don't really want to see the Joker until like the third movie. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like we've seen enough of the Joker. I don't need to, the Joker needs to be the ultimate setup of just Gotham completely on fucking fire. No hope in sight. They set the bar pretty high when they get flooded by the the seawall. Correct, <laughs> correct. I mean, I I mean, I need straight no man's land. Um, and for that, I think the next, I I think the next bad guy. I don't know. Say it. Say it. Maybe the clock. No, I don't want the clock king. That's too much like the Riddler. I would. I don't really want like a real crossover. I would want to see Matt Reeves' version of Amanda Waller and Task Force X. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. thought you were going to say Mask of the Phantasm. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. The Phantasm, because we were talking about this off air. 
the phantasm is probably mask of the phantasm in my book it was just trending on twitter is probably the greatest batman ever committed to film in my opinion Batman Mask of the Phantasm came out in like 96, probably. Mm-hmm. OG Kevin Conroy, Matt, uh, Mark Hamill, wonderful movie. It was supposed to be straight to video, and they gave it a theatrical release, and it was hard as fuck. Um, but the, all you need to know is that the Phantasm is like the revenge-consumed love of Bruce Wayne's life before he became Batman. Wonderful villain. Wonderful villain. Does all the creepy shit Batman's supposed to do? Oh, I would totally watch a watch a Matt Reeves version of Batman being framed for murder because the phantasm is fucking people up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh thank you guys uh for all your wonderful questions. Uh y'all didn't catch us off guard this time. We weren't drinking this time. Uh, it is time for the top three. Hey, hey. It's time for the top three STFUs. It's time to do it. Uh, who are the three people in America that need to shut the shut fuck up? We have a runner-up. Runner-up is one Onika Tanya Mirage. Nicki Minaj got to fucking chill, bro. Nicki Minaj was somewhere, you know, she been and she been out here lately. She's been doing Joe Budden interviews and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she been doing a lot. Of, she said newer women in the industry haven't experienced hate the way she has. Fam, shut the fuck shut the up. Fuck. I would like to introduce you to Roxanne Chante. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hate in the industry the way you have? Fam. There is a female rapper right now where niggas are trying to justify her getting shot in both of her feet and getting dragged out of her car by the police. And you think newer women haven't experienced hate the way you have? No one's advocating for you to get shot. <laughs> no one. At best, we looked the other way when Cardi B threw a shoe at your face. This is what a slow descent into irrelevancy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> like at, at some point, just just like be glad with the success that you had. You got a kid. Be glad that you're rich for life, and and just 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 chill. Like at some point, people just. It happens to everyone, and this is this is my intervention. It happens to everyone. At some point, people just stop fucking with you. It's true. They lose interest. You have you have your dedicated stable of fans. You have the barbs that, that are going to ride with you for thick and thin. Uh, at this point, most of them are not going to care about anything new that you release. Be glad that you had a solid, you know, almost ten years of relevancy, and you can still eat off of that. You even have a few slaps, right? You married a rapist. <laughs> Hopefully he makes you happy. Um, someone for everyone. Someone for everyone. And obviously he is for more people than agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Right. Apparently. So um, be happy. And and, and be, be happy that you've set a life for yourself that few can ever achieve. 
Who cares if people don't fuck with you? But but the shit you're spewing lately, yeah, has got to stop. Yeah, it's got to stop. At this point, she's reaching for attention in any way she can, and that is just to just spew off incendiary comments about whatever the fuck. Who cares? Your ass is fake. It doesn't even look good. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! It's true, man. Uh, number three is one Curtis Jackson. 50 Cent. Curtis! Fam. 50 Cent is really on this, like, like redeeming Monique tour. And apparently he's had a productive. I I hate when we've had a productive conversation. I hate that shit. Had a productive conversation with with uh, Tyler Perry, who swears that there was no conspiracy to blackball Monique. So he says. Yeah, he he already lost me at productive conversation with Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry says that that's not true, and. That there and, and that um, he might even have something on the burner for him to, for um, uh, from her to do um, down the road. And I, she was like, I've not spoken to Oprah, but I'm sure Oprah feels the same way. A bunch of bullshit, guys. Anybody who believes this whole Fifty Cent trying to be a good person. All this, it, 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 y'all don't read enough comic books. Anyone who reads comic books can tell you. Anytime Lex Luthor tried to convince people that he was a good person or that he was redeeming or that he was doing something to 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 help someone other than himself or doing something altruistic, it was always a scam. Always. Every single time, it was always a scam. The one time in the comic books where he literally saved the world was just so he could leverage his way into the Justice League. Mm-hmm. He literally blackmailed Batman by telling every, by 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 saying that he knew he was Bruce Wayne and blackmailed him with his identity. To strong arm his way into the Justice League for their resources. Every time he's ever tried to be a good person, it was a scam. Curtis Jackson is just, he's just on this tour because he needs power renewed. Because, and Randall's not going to understand this part, because power and the adventures of ghost white friend Tommy is getting terrible reviews and it's an awful show. They're all, I mean, honestly, all the power shows are awful shows, but this one stands above the rest. Shout out to being the most popular show and the least popular premium network. (laughs) (laughs) He's just trying to leverage his shit because Hightown got renewed. Another show that no one knows on that network. Um, And power did not immediately get, renewed negotiations are still happening he needs he needs people's attention we need not give it to him and we definitely need not give it to monique i don't even have to start my tirade about why fuck monique i don't care 
they can all just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! Number two is Kanye Omari West. How is he still on this? (laughs) (laughs) Kanye is back on his bullshit. He's released a whole video where Pete Davidson got beat up, got his head cut off. And honestly, the people defending this shit are more annoying than him. Uh, But now he has turned his attention to Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah said basically many true things about why we're paying attention to this story, why this is more serious than Kanye is giving it credit for, and why this is a a pretty good microcosm um, into women and how they feel safe or don't feel safe in these spaces um, with men who will not leave them alone and pu- and a public people who will not believe them, who either will not believe them or try to rationalize why they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Trevor Noah said a lot of good shit. And as a result, all Kanye heard was that he was being attacked and went on a tirade calling him a coon um, uh, his followers were digging up old old tweets. Y'all, we've dug into y'all. The media has dug into the old Trevor Noah tweet bag ten million times. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. They've you know how many times they've dug into that bag just for everybody to go. Eh, well, he ain't saying that shit now. Okay. No one cares. You know what we do care about. You being creepy and wrong and, and it's disappointing. And again, the only reason it's disappointing, not so much for Randall, because Randall, Kanye wore out his welcome with Randall long before a lot of us. I'm a hypocrite because I bought his slides. <laughs> but I still have an opinion. The problem is it's 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 getting our attention. It's annoying for us because a lot of us feel like Kanye used to be one of us. It's annoying to me because I don't give a shit about your your private your private ordeal being played out in public. Well, that too. Like all this shit could be. We don't need to see all this shit, man. Well, and the other and the other thing that I want to point out is that to me, it hits home to me in the way he's treating Trevor Noah. Hits home personally to me because I feel like this is a window into what it's like to be a black man defending women. Or to be a black man saying, hey, maybe we don't have to treat the women so harshly. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what happens. You call somebody to the mat for accountability and you do it in a way that is you do it in a way that is thoughtful, that is intelligent, and they respond by calling you a coon, saying that you're you're shucking and jiving for the white man and white feminism and all this bullshit, and they call you a simp and a bitch, this, that, and the third. This is exactly what happens. And I mean, he's also he's also leaving out the part where again Divorce can be a nasty thing for people. And, and and oftentimes when people get divorced, oftentimes one party doesn't take too well to it. Right. It happens very often. Yeah. And, and he forgets, he, he conveniently forgets that, 
you know, once once it was filed, and unfortunately for them, it's a you know, it's a public, it's a public record. So, you know, everyone immediately sees when Kim files the the divorce um, request, but he immediately uses his platform to publicly like. You know, like when he was doing his little fake ass listening parties and he's out there, come back to me, Kim, and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, keep that, keep that under wraps. Like, don't forget, you fired the first shot in doing this shit. Kim didn't say shit publicly about it. You stand, you're literally standing in front of thousands of people making a spectacle of your divorce. And then you can't understand why people have things to say to you about it. And you, you don't understand why, you know, she wants to text you on some, yo, Quit doing that shit. He was the one that publicized the text messages. Right. Because he's, quote unquote, trying to stay ahead of the narrative and drive his own narrative. So it, it, it's it's why I don't give a fuck about him. Because once it once that tide turns against him, like all Kim responded with was, you know, more court court mo- court motions and and finding new dick. That was not him. Correct. And she did not I mean, she didn't take pictures of her and Pete walking around. Nope. But also, she was moving on with her life from a guy who was very clearly stalking her. And there's public record of her intention to separate herself from him. So, yes, when you're doing all this shit, people are going to be like, all right, dude, chill on this shit. Uh, Yeah, you make an spectacle of your kid as well. I mean, he's she, he's mad about her putting the kid on TikTok, but also you're being a complete dick to everyone in public. Fuck him. Morning, Fuck him. Fuck him. Also, I got his slide, so I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> They're comfortable too. Well said. And all that and all that to say, Kanye West, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. Number one person to shut the fuck up is Jane Campion. Jane Campion is a director of things. Uh, I am not familiar with any of the things Jane Campion is a director of. Apparently, at least one of them is or was award winning or nominated. It won like a SAG award or People's Choice Awards. It won some kind of award. Fucking SAG award. Not even an Oscar. Anyway. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's not nice. Anyway, um, Jane Campion got on stage and did maybe the most unnecessary thing a white person can possibly do, which is uh, low-key under uh, low key undercut and malign Serena and Venus Williams. It wasn't low-key. It wasn't low-key. It was high-key. I'll yeah. give it that. that it was, let, me, let, me, let me bring up what was said. I'm not. I'm not bringing up the actual video quote because I'm not. I'm, I don't want to hear that lady's voice. Um, but I mean, she brought it up in, in, a, in an acceptance speech that had nothing to do with Venus or Serena Williams. She took it upon herself to elevate herself in her mind at the expense of two very successful women, two successful black women who were in the audience minding their black owned business. Correct. Um, one of which, really both of which, being two of the greatest athletes um, of, of a time. generation. Of, of any time. Of any time. Um, 
could cost her an Oscar. I don't give a fuck. I just want to hear. I, I just want to read what was said. Um, here it is. Uh, explains what blah 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 blah. I'm going through one of these article. One of these articles. Y'all need to know what the link is. I don't care about that usually. Uh, what they get through? What they go through? A lot of bullshit. Uh, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. No, I want the part where she actually says what was said. This is why I need this is one of the reasons I need an intern. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I need an intern, but I'm ne- I'm I'm not at a point you got intern personally, money? personally where I can pay one. You got intern money? I do not have intern money. That is that is a fact. Uh basically she said that um Serena and Venus Williams. I got you. Oh, okay, go for it. Go for it. She said Venus and Serena, what an honor to be in the room with you. Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys. Followed by an awkward pause, like I have to. So, reasons that that's stupid. Uh, first and foremost, they have in fact played with and against the guys. Fact. They, they and won. So let's start there. Um, two. This is another. This is another level of white uh, of white feminism. At its finest, um, white women always want to make themselves the center of attention mm-hmm. and make their struggles sound just as hard as a black woman's struggle, despite black women uh, consistently being the least protected in the social food chain. And 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 and, and notice very carefully, like, and this is this is a very much a gaslighting tactic. She. She pointed out the two most notable and successful black women in the audience, aligned herself with them, and then basically tore them down in the same sentence to to elevate herself. It was disgusting. It was very predictable. (laughs) And, and, And in the middle of her saying it, when she started saying it, she already knew that she fucked up. She did because she tried to clean it up quick. And, and 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 it's like I have to. Yeah, fuck off. And then tried to clean that shit up later. No, you fucked up. No. You use a you use a very old tactic to to elevate yourself at the expense of black women. And guess what? That shit ain't working. It ain't working. That was it, there. No slaps in that EP. And shout out to Venus for for for. Openly wincing at the uncomfortableness of. Yep, she was like, "Nah, that ain't no, it. Take that back, bitch. Nah, that ain't it, that bitch. Ain't it at all. Don't, don't, don't fuck with me." And um, yes. what is this movie? Dog, who cares? Power of the Dog. What is that? Never gonna watch it. Never gonna watch it. Power of these nuts. <laughs> Um, needless to say, Jane Campion can shut the fuck up. I did want to send a quick um, bonus shut the fuck up to Diddy. <laughs> Fam, I want us to move into an era where rich, famous people 
stop telling poor people that they're not working hard enough or what consists of hard work. I want rich people to stop having opinions about what poor people do. I want rich people to stop telling us that we have the same 24 hours as they do. Because it's not true. None of those things are true. And, 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 and rich, obscenely wealthy people have to understand that not everybody gives a shit about being rich. Also true. Like, and, and, and being rich does not equate to happiness. Sure. You have a, you have a lifestyle that, that you dreamed of at some point and you spent your entire life working to be rich. But in a lot of ways, you, people who become rich sacrifice a lot in terms of work life balance and, and actual like truly human experiences and connection. I know I sound real, real, you know, new age by saying this shit. No, that's real shit. But I am not rich by any stretch of the imagination. I'm very happy with my life. I'm, I'm very happy with whatever I've been able to accomplish with it. And I'm perfectly fine with that. And it did not require me to work myself to the bone at the expense of becoming a borderline sociopath in order to be obscenely rich and to brag to other people about how rich I am and how that is the only way that it, that everyone needs to be. Hey, niggas, by the way, find other books to talk to other black men about that don't consist of the 48 laws of power or rich dad, poor dad, or the fucking alchemist, or fucking, um, um, or where, or who moved my cheese? Well, who moved my cheese was actually kind of good. Oh, fair enough. It's actually kind of good. But, or it's kind of relevant. I but, get it. But you're, you're, or anything from Malcolm Gladwell. I find something else to discuss with other bl- with other black men other than fucking Tony Robbins or something else that y'all can twist around to help prop up this bullshit notion of black capitalism. Black capitalism does not aid us at all until we address and combat or and and effectively combat white supremacy. Anyway, fuck, shut, fuck Diddy. Diddy can shut the fuck up. Fuck Diddy, fuck Diddy. Honestly, you haven't been poor for you haven't been poor for thirty years. You don't know how to tell me about being poor. You've not. And even then, it's damning. I'm just gonna say this and get off of it. It's damning coming from someone hearing work hard come from somebody who seems to always be in the line of fire for a history. Of underpaying your artists, if paying them at all. This is why Mace has another disc, disc record out about him. He didn't apply the same work ethic in getting his teeth fixed. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I mean, on that note, uh, we have to go do Patreon. So, did we do a podcast, D. Randall? It's done. It's done. We did it. We did it. Good job. Um. Team Oz, yeah, I brought that shit back. Community, family, everybody, thank you so much for coming with us on this journey. Welcome our, oh, welcome our latest listener. 
um, or that has told me that they're our latest listener. Uh, welcome, Driz Shaw, who has been listening to this in reverse. Mm. Like he listened to the latest episodes and then he went and then he went back. Okay, he's listening into like listening to the order of like from worst to to best maybe right right yeah worst behavior to best behavior yeah, correct that's the way I like to yeah correct because he's going back uh, to before we got completely out of pocket mm. um, okay. yeah because he was asking me he was like I want to know the history of it, where he was like what episode did you start really going off about the white woman at your job. That's become oh. a, that's become a characteristic of this, <laughs> this bullshit job has become a characteristic that I'm known for. I was out last I was at the poetry show last night and somebody said, Are you looking for another job? I was like, Yes. I was hoping he was offering me something, but no. Um yeah. So uh, welcome, Driss Shaw. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for listening. Um if you never listen to this podcast again, thank you anyway. Um no, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I can say that they're not going to listen anymore. I mean, you know, might as well give them a parting gift. <laughs> Church announcements, D. Randall. The eleventh commandment is "Nuck if you buck." <laughs> we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how this goes. Are we? <laughs> it's likely. Okay. It's pretty likely. I mean, we're headed towards 200. We might as well not stop now. Oh, my God. This is 200, bro. That's a lot. That's a lot. And outside is about to be open, open. That's a lot of time we don't get back. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Until then, this has been episode 175 of A P is Wild Black. I have been Oz. I don't know who I am anymore. And as always in parting, <laughs> I, 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 I got to do it. As always in parting, titties. Big ass titties. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to stay. Oh, <laughs> I'm not, I haven't decided yet. Oh, man. Bye, niggas. Oh, uh, clap. Clap for us, white people. <laughs> Oh man What the fuck is wrong with us It's Monday that's what it is Bye niggas